up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackham, and it is Wednesday, August 26th. August is basically gone. <laughs> that happened quick. Uh, but hey, the 29th is almost here. National Fantasy Football Draft Day. That's a good thing. Of course, over at FTNFantasy.com, fully set up. The marathon, the sprint. The sprint's crammed into a marathon. Whatever you want to call it, it's all done for me. Version 4 uh, is up over at FTNFantasy.com. That is version 4 of the game plan, my fantasy football draft guide. Uh, every year, writing this thing takes a few more years off of my life, but uh, the fourth and final edition is live. All draft boards are up, and rankings across the board on the site are updated. So we're set up. We're ready to roll here. Uh, for the biggest fantasy football draft day of the year, uh, get on over there to ftnfantasy.com. And also, a lot of people have been asking me, hey, what about DFS? Well, we have a separate site for DFS. It's called ftndaily.com. But if you sign up for season long, you get uh, an opportunity to get 20% off on DFS if that, if that happens to be your thing as well. Lots of smart people working for FTN right now. So today on the show, I want to go through some uh, ADP. And I want to talk about some landmines here, some guys who I want to uh, avoid at their ADP. Remember, there's no such thing as a must-avoid player, but there are players who kind of stand out to me at ADP as as very volatile, very risky, or just flat-out guys who I want to avoid. So we'll go through that based on current ADP on the show today. Before we get to that, of course, we got to talk about this sponsor of ours, Monkey Knife Fight, do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in the world because, well, monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. It's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks. And that means anybody has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun contests and all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit match instantly up to $50. Hey, with a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting yourself into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. And if you're wondering, I mean, you may not be a traditional DFS player, you know, having played on some of the other sites, the big ones, you know who they are. Uh, well, this is really a different game. And, and it's not the salary cap and entering you know, 150 lineups and and all that, it, it, it's literally, you know, pick. there's a number and you're either over that number or you're under that number. And I think you know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty simple game. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this with the football season uh, for sure. Just kind of leveraging what we've done elsewhere, uh, that, that sort of approach. And I'm going to help you out. So you help me out. Sign up. Promo code RANT. That'd be huge, 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 huge help for us right there. Uh, before I get into this um, this ADP talk, I do want to briefly talk about something that uh, I saw on social media. So somebody had asked me about Dalvin Cook, and essentially it was a keeper question, but it could be, 
you know, really related to anything Dalvin Cook here. Uh, so, for example, at 1-5, I, I keep saying, hey, if Dalvin Cook is on the board, then he's typically the guy I'm going with, not Michael Thomas. Or if you're thinking about keeping Dalvin Cook, I mean, it really depends on where you're thinking about keeping him or if you're you know, not penalized or whatever it may be. Let's talk about him. Because the comment was something to the effect of, well, I'm a little scared based on what Adam Schefter said. So I immediately go, wait a minute, I have not seen anything from Adam Schefter, any reports that would give me any concern. So I go searching through the Schefter timeline on Twitter, I go to ESPN, I'm looking high and low, I don't see anything. So I responded, well, I, I don't see anything from Schefter, and the, the guy on Twitter, and if you're a listener, I, you know, I, I keep an, anonymity, unless you want me to say your name on the pod, which of course I will, but eh. I didn't ask, so anonymity it is. Uh, anyway, uh, basically said, no, no, no. It was something that Schefter said. He said he'd be worried about drafting Dalvin Cook without this contract being settled. And I think that's a really important um, point that we have to make here. When we hear from Adam Schefter, when we hear from Ian Rappaport, when we hear from you know some of the the other guys like uh, Adam Kaplan or like um, Jason Lockenfora or any of these insiders, right? When we hear from them, we tend to take what they're saying almost like it is gospel and it is a report. Now, if it is a report, then it's close to gospel. But we have even seen instances like, for example, Schefter will say something, Rappaport will say something else, or whoever. And so it's not even 100% fact, even when they say it. Now, granted, they have a much better track record than a lot of other folks out there. There's a reason why they're in their position. So yeah, close to almost all of the time, but not all the time. So in this instance, though, Adam Schefter isn't reporting anything. He's simply fantasy player Adam Schefter, who is saying, I'm reluctant to take Dalvin Cook because of this. However, I don't find the reasoning very logical here or very sound here. Because what we know about Dalvin Cook is this. he was There was talk that he was going to hold out. He kept saying he wasn't going to hold out. He didn't hold out. He's in camp. Then there was talk, okay, they're talking about their contract. And then ultimately, they they reached a point where they could not get any further at this time of year. And talking about contracts, if you've ever, if you are somebody who works under a contract, as I am, I will tell you, it is not fun. Even if you have somebody representing you, even if you have an agent representing you or whatever, it's not a fun process in a lot of instances. And it's a very distracting process. Distractions right now especially in a COVID year, are not optimal. And we've seen this so many times with players, even not in a COVID year, where they cut off their contract discussion and they say, I'm focusing on this year. Dalvin Cook has to play this year. He has to play at least six games to reach free agency next year. He is playing out this year on his rookie deal. And as far as I'm concerned, this this tells me that the Vikings are not going to sign him, so there's no reason. There's no long-term deal from the Vikings. There's no reason Dalvin Cook is going to hold out. If he just digs his heels in, they say, fine. <laughs> you saw how that worked for Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I mean, yes, he eventually went elsewhere, 
But I think the this year, even more so, this year upcoming in free agency, the market's going to be even cooler on these veteran running backs. So it is in his best interest to go out and ball. So whatever Adam Schefter's saying, I know, hey, it, it, it carries more weight coming from Adam Schefter than it comes than it, it does coming from Jeff Ratcliffe. But I'm telling you, I don't buy what he's saying here. And, and I think it's just one of those things we're saying it to say it, but there's really no reason to think that way. So let's just get that out there. I know people are still worried about Dalvin Cook. He's in camp. He's not holding out. Like, it would be completely unprecedented for him to now say, you know what, screw it, I'm holding out. Completely unprecedented. And I realize that we've we've seen some completely unprecedented uh, recently, like the Le'Veon Bell thing, but I don't think that's going to happen here. So let's just clear the air a little bit right there and, you know, ease your worries, hopefully. And, you know, hey, when it comes to Dalvin Cook, he is currently going as the sixth player off the board in current ADP. I've been reluctant to take Michael Thomas in the five spot where he's going in PPR ADP uh, just simply because, you know, I don't like the possibility of not getting a top 10 fantasy running back. You know, I'd rather take a pairing of Dalvin Cook, and right now you could have a pairing of Dalvin Cook and uh, Tyree Kill possibly, or even more likely DeAndre Hopkins, than a pairing of Michael Thomas and Nick Chubb. I don't like that. I know a lot. Hey, I love Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's a fabulous football player, but he's a throwback football player who's not going to do a lot in the passing game. And after Kareem Hunt came back last year, Nick Chubb was an RB2. He's not a top 10 guy with Kareem Hunt on that field. So I I just don't like that approach to building a roster as great as Michael Thomas is. I just don't like that approach. So, you know, and this is the beauty. This is sort of the flexibility of uh, the draft board approach that I have where I'm telling you, you don't have to rigidly draft based off of rankings. Whoever is the highest in rankings, I I have to draft this guy. No, you don't. You don't necessarily have to do that. Uh, so anyway, let's go through some of these guys right here, and uh, we'll kick it off uh, with the quarterbacks, because I do think that really these are very problematic picks where they're going. Mahomes and Lamar are technically going in the second round. Right now, Mahomes is pulled ahead of Lamar in ADP. There's a lot of momentum there for uh, Mahomes moving on up the board, but they're both second round guys. I've talked about this ad nauseum, and it does seem like this is the time of year where people start to wake up out of their fantasy football comas, and they come around to you know drafts, and they see, oh my God, Lamar was amazing last year. I If I have that, I'm going to win my league. Yeah, that was last year, and they don't call it historic because it happens every year. Same thing with Mahomes, and it's just too risky at a position where you're only starting one guy especially in a 10-team league where, man, you could draft the last quarterback on the board and still have a viable starter. You know, you could draft the last quarterback on the board and and end up with a like a solid, you know, you could have two. You could have a solid tandem of, like, you know, Daniel Jones and, and uh, Ryan Tannehill. Or, you know, I mean, hey, there's a whole bunch of different ways you could go there. I, I wouldn't even bother, and I probably wouldn't even draft two. I'd honestly draft one for, uh, you know, for the beginning of the season, and if I have to stream from there, I'm going to stream from there. But you're just investing way too much draft capital into a position that a there's way more depth at on waivers than anywhere else, you know, in the any of the other positions, and then b it's a position you're only starting one of. 
I really want to invest draft capital into the positions I'm starting more of, and those, of course, are uh, wide out and running back. So that would also apply to Travis Kelsey in the second round. Kittle has slid just to the beginning of the third round, which I think is it, 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 I, it's all right. I, I really would want to get two rounds of value on Mahomes and Jackson. That's never going to happen. They're never going to be there in the fourth round. For me to really seriously consider Kelsey, I'd probably have to get him at least a round later, which is late third. That's never going to happen. And really the same thing with Kittle. So early fourth, I, it's not going to happen. It's really not going to happen. So those are guys who I, I'm also avoiding at ADP currently here. As I move down through uh, the ADP, man, there are a couple guys who really stand out as screaming values too. I'm looking at DJ Moore in the late third and just saying, give me every bit of that. Just please give me that if I get a chance. Uh, but you know, looking at uh, a couple of these guys, as we get closer to the middle rounds, I just mentioned Kareem Hunt. In the fifth round, I don't like that price point for Kareem Hunt. There's no ceiling with him. That's the unfortunate thing because he's not going to see enough volume to give you a consistent, you know, he doesn't even give you that consistent of a high floor. It's the passing game. I know they said, oh, they're going to give him 15 carries. They're not going to give him 15 carries a game. Uh, That's not going to happen. So I, I really don't like that. I would rather swing for a much higher ceiling option in that range. Like DeAndre Swift you're talking, he's going four, three picks after. Ronald Jones is going after Kareem Hunt. I actually like the ceiling of Ronald Jones compared to Kareem Hunt. And I know that people are going to go after Hunt because of his name, but it's just not something that, that really I'm interested in in that range. Cam Akers going a little bit later on, and he's gaining some momentum as well. Going into the late sixth round, uh, James White is a guy who I've generally been avoiding. Uh, J.K. Dobbins going one pick before him. But James White, for me, is really, there's there's not much appeal to these PPR backs. Even though people are like, oh, he's going to have all these catches with Cam Newton. Sure, but I I don't like the, uh, the, the really singularity of his role. I would much rather, you know, take a shot a few rounds later on Damian Harris, who keeps moving up. Keeps moving up, man. Keeps moving up. Moved him up again in my rankings. Uh, I actually would, I, I probably would draft Damian Harris ahead of Sony Michelle at this point. I, you know, just because there, I think there's more upside, and, and that's really the sole reason. But I'm really down on Sony Michelle, so I should put that out there. Also in the sixth round, AJ Green. I know people are going to keep saying, "Well, hey, he's going to return to practice. Yes, yeah, should be returning to practice today. How long until the next injury? How long until the next injury for AJ Green? Let's just throw that out there. Let's let's keep a running tap." How long until the next injury? Next guy on the list for me is Jordan Howard in the seventh round. Somebody said to me the other day, well, he's the starting running back in Miami. Yeah, okay, he's the starting running back, early down guy on a team that should be playing from behind a lot. No thank you. And it's Jordan Howard. No thank you. I know people love to love Jordan Howard, but no thank you. Please, no thank you. <laughs> Not going there uh, with Jordan Howard. Uh, he is, he's not a, a full must avoid. Like, yeah, if it's like the ninth or 10th round and he's there, sure, I'll bite. But otherwise, no thank you. Just not going to happen uh, with uh, Jordan Howard. And I think I've been pretty vocal about that. I'd much rather take a shot on Matt Breda than on Jordan Howard. Even though, yes, quote unquote, starter. How long does he hold that job for? 
there's a number of factors sort of working against him. And Matt Braid is not going that far behind him, by the way. They're generally going in about the same range. Uh, maybe maybe half a round behind with Breda, but I'll take that half round for his upside. Uh, another player who's going in this range who is on, uh, you know, who, who I'm avoiding in this spot is Hayden Hurst. I love Hayden Hurst. Don't get me wrong, but Hayden Hurst is currently going ahead of Tyler Higby in ADP. I, I don't get that. I, I think, you know, you're looking at more of a ninth round value on Hayden Hurst. And the sort of the beauty to Hayden Hurst going in that range, and I've talked about it a little bit recently with Austin Hooper, is if you can get half a value on Austin Hooper, I mean, Austin Hooper, his ADP's all over the place. I'm seeing anywhere from ninth to 11th round, but I'll take him in the ninth round, you know, if I miss out on some of my other guys. Hayden Hurst, just sort of that buzz guy at the position and just going a little bit too early for my taste. Uh, another guy, and this seems to be a nice range to sort of, you know, highlight these guys to to not pick. Actually, I have two more in this range, and that'll that'll wrap it up for us. Because, I mean, hey, are we going to say that you have to avoid guys in the late rounds? No. But I, I think up through, you know, when you look at fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, those are rounds where a lot of people can make some some mistakes, uh, really limiting capping their team or, or drafting a guy earlier than he probably should go based on, on his expected value. So two more guys here, both wide receivers. Julian Edelman is one of them. And it's not really a huge knock on him. Uh, I do like the the uh, Superman and Batman um, image that he tweeted out and I guess probably put on Instagram as well. But really, there's almost no ceiling with Julian Edelman at this point. If you're going to go for ceiling in New England, yeah, sure, try Nikhil Harry, but it's that's volatile too. But you're going to get him much, much cheaper, so I don't mind that. Uh, the other player in this range is Brandon Cooks. If I'm going to take a shot on any wide out in Houston, it's Will Fuller. Will Fuller's going a good half round ahead of Brandon Cooks, but you know Brandon Cooks is just such a volatile player there, and it's not even with the the concussions. It's just in general that maybe best ball. Sure, I'm fine with that, but in in your season long leagues, especially if you're only in a couple of them, I don't know. I don't know if I want any shares of Brandon Cooks this year, and I think you do have to plan that out. Now, I don't want to draft the exact same team in every league that I'm in, but at the same time, there are certain players. If I'm in three home leagues, there are certain players that I want zero shares of. There are certain players who I might want one share of. There are certain players I want three shares of. It's risky because if he if that player is hurt, then yes, you're you're hit across all three teams. But Brandon Cooks, one of those guys, especially where he's going, that I don't see myself getting any of because he is somewhat of a recognizable name. I think people will be drafting him in this range. So there you go. There you go. Today's uh, pod, these guys to avoid. I think it's important to to note guys who you're targeting, but also guys who you're avoiding at their ADPs. Remember, no such thing as a complete avoid. If Brandon Cooks is there in the 10th round, it would be hard to pass up on him. But uh, just keep that in mind on Draft Day. So more to come this week on the pod to get you set up for National Fantasy Football Draft Day. Of course, we have you set up at ftnfantasy.com. Go check it out. The site is literally getting better by the day. We're adding more and more stuff by the day for you. So you get more bang for your buck over there at ftnfantasy.com. Also, really appreciate everybody reviewing the pod on iTunes. That helps more than you know. If you haven't done it already, please review the pod, rate the pod. Easiest way to do so, open up your app on your phone on an 
iPhone in particular, super easy. Open up the podcast app, find my pod, The Rant, scroll down, click the stars, and you're done. Anywhere you can review the pod, I would greatly appreciate it. Appreciate all the support that everybody has been given since we started this crazy journey back in June. All right, at Jeff Rackliff on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliff on Instagram, hashtag Rat Pack, and I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Rackliff, and I'm out of here.